1: tom hello what are some hard boundaries that you have when it comes to relationships or dating
2: hard boundaries Mm. so these are lines.
1: lines with which lines you cannot cross
2: cannot cross
1: uncrossable lines
2: don't come after my mental health. This is that's one in the past um, that I had to, in the most forceful uh, moment of my life, had to put a foot down. Oof. And um, <laughs> me being forceful, it's like watching a, a, a Kermit the Frog get upset. It's, 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 <laughs> now it's, I just it's, see you yeah. waving
1: your arms when you're saying uh, it. Yeah,
2: so it's not that threatening. Everybody. Um,
1: no, but it would have been a big strong moment for you, even if it didn't. Absolutely,
2: yeah. and that's and um, coupled with. Uh, pressuring sex or sexual actions. Oh yeah, I'm not into that. Um, if you come up, if you uh, heavy with that in, in in terms of bugginess or persistence, or it uh, that's uh, that's no good, no good from 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 Mr Harris over here. So yes, some hard boundaries. Don't don't come at them, or the, I'll I'll tell you where to get off, basically. Yeah. And um, yourself, Elizabeth.
1: Um, don't tell me that we need to have a conversation and then not have the conversation straight away. Right. Like, okay, I yep. can't – like you will – I will just – and I believe we've chatted about this before on previous episodes, but don't say – Elizabeth,
2: we need to talk.
1: Oh, my God. Like that's just a way to – like this is, this is not how you communicate with me in a relationship. Um, another hard boundary is if you have – and this isn't that I'm like, I'm discriminating against people who vote a certain way, but it's something that was brought up off air um, with our producer is that if people have certain political beliefs that differ from my own, that doesn't indicate that I don't agree with their political beliefs, but that I don't agree with their values. So if mm. people. Um, you know, vote differently from me, but have similar values to me, and can justify that—that's fine. But a hard boundary in a relationship is that if you don't value the same things that I value, sure. then we can't be yes in a relationship. I think that's super important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, don't. Oh God, I have so many. I have so many boundaries. A lot of mine are with arguments and arguing styles, right? So, don't like tell me that you know we need to talk and then draw it out. And also, you know. I I struggle, and I this isn't a hard boundary. This is like a boundary that I'd be willing to work with anybody on. But I, mm. I need to finish an argument. I don't like to have a couple of days space to talk. So the no
2: man's land. Yeah, you need it to be just on makes
1: the- me so unconscious. So that isn't a hard boundary. That's like a soft boundary of how I'd prefer to communicate. Yes, but, absolutely. Um. You know, if someone wants to meet me in the middle and only not talk for an hour instead of not talking for two days, I'm
2: sure. Look, I'm sure as this episode goes on, there uh, you and I are going to have an outpouring of, yes. of hard boundaries that we've that we've come <laughs> up with. How dare you come after Seinfeld like that? You know, it's, it's going to be there's going to be uh, uh, some heavy ones. Yeah, and some no gaslighting uh, is
1: my biggest one, but that's so hard to quantify.
2: Yes, that's um,
1: funny. so. Yep. This is Ghost of Boyfriends Past. I'm here with Tom Harris.
2: And it's Elizabeth Best sitting across from me.
1: And as you may have already figured out, today we're going to talk about boundaries with a very special returning guest. Guest.
2: Yes, we've only got got an expert again. God, we're good.
1: Yes, so we've got (laughs) Jess Jash back. Now, you might remember Jess from uh, Jess and the, uh, was it Difficult or Uncomfortable Conversations episode
0: that we did? They were very uncomfortable. Yes, yes.
1: so we had some talks about how to have uncomfortable and difficult conversations, and we've got her back today to talk about boundaries. Mm -hmm because boundaries are so important in relationships and there are some boundaries that you shouldn't compromise on and some boundaries that I'm sure you probably should compromise on because you're being unreasonable and quit it. But I guess we've got the expert here to chat about that.
0: Hi! And Hi! What, welcome back. Thanks
1: so much. Do you want to take a couple of seconds at the start of the episode to plug your business
0: and your wares and and what are your like we are, first? We're calling you and professional. Your what sure. are you, yeah, what's, what's your? <laughs>
2: give us your history. Give us the spiel. Give oh, us a,
0: okay. If only I brought like a printed resume with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I have a background in corporate communications, marketing, and public relations, mm-hmm. with a self-directed emphasis on emotional intelligence mm-hmm. because it was it was and is very lacking, especially in the corporate world. Not in every corporate, but that's just what I experienced. Mm -hmm. So it just felt like that was what was important to me. So I went from that through to yoga teaching, through to trauma-informed practices like yoga, different embodiment work, and coaching, all different types. And now I'm I'm squarely in the middle. So yeah,
1: so it's kind of like a wellness and life coaching and corporate coaching. Yeah, yeah, and and
0: it depends on like who you are as to what I'll say I am. But basically, I do work with corporates around mindfulness or values, or um, I do executive coaching as well for executives that help to help them find that balance. But I also Mm. hold coaching containers. So. Um, at least at the moment in recording, I am in the middle of a launch for an eight month mastermind. Um, and I'd also run other little events or smaller sort of coaching containers for groups as well. So, yeah.
1: And it's surprising mm. how many of the um, elements of corporate communication actually do transcend over into relationships because it's all about interpersonal mm, relationships oh at work absolutely. as well,
0: yes. right? Absolutely. And I think that's that was part of my passion with it is because at work, there has been the history of like siloing it and being like, oh no, you know, like don't really be who you are at work and like that kind of thing, and that just makes me feel awful mm. <laughs> about it all.
2: Yeah, the uh, put on your put on your fine yeah. clothes and come and work for the company and do like, your best and, no, and be, no, be like, a good businessman. Exactly. Be a I'm like, man. No,
0: my personality is here to shine, whatever that is, and whatever day, and you will benefit from that. So. um so that's why I quit. <laughs>
1: yeah, good, good, Yeah, good.
0: Um, but I do want to say, because with your, Liz, especially for you, for your hard boundaries, I would say take this episode with a listen or a re-listen of our Uncomfortable Conversations episode. Yes. Uh, because we do address, like, how to approach conversations when someone something's up with someone, but they're not ready to talk about it yet. Yeah. Um, but that does play naturally into boundaries. And if you're feeling activated right now about the word boundaries maybe see it through the lens or even replace it completely if you need to with words like parameters Mm. or um needs like expressing your needs um because boundaries can feel very confronting to people, yes. especially with the idea of like, oh, you're building this big fence. brick wall yeah. and mm. blocking people out. And that's not what it's about at all. It's just figuring out where your yard is so you can tend to that so no one else has to.
1: Yeah, good.
0: Yeah, and with... I'm going to use the word boundaries throughout, but in your mind, if you're listening and you need to change it, just change it. But with, with boundaries, it's not what it is, it's taking the onus off other people to anticipate what your needs are. Mm. That can still be a thing like that some people will do and it's a beautiful thing when they do, mm. but you're not making it their energy, their work to do that and to take have all the guesswork about what it is we need, mm. especially if you find that you're someone who gets mad at people for not doing what it is that you need, especially if you haven't asked for it. So boundaries, um, this is one of my favourite lines in what expressing what boundaries are, boundaries Boundaries are how we communicate to people how to be successful in relationship with, with us. And yeah. And yeah. it goes back to
1: our favorite thing on this podcast, which is communication. Mm. Yeah.
0: Hi. People <laughs> aren't mind readers.
1: They <laughs> oh. never have been. So
2: it's it's getting someone onto your Bit of land and mm. saying, "All right, this fence goes, uh, runs uh, a kilometer that way, yeah. and that's where that boundary ends. And then over mm. there on that horizon, it, and so it's laying, it's showing them the land and showing yeah. them." showing them the playground for dating for dating you yes uh, hi welcome to my plot of land yeah, uh,
0: this is my playground yeah and, and um there's a really
1: big tree over there you might want to watch that because sometimes branches fall yes like, yeah.
2: please uh please stay within the, the don't the, fall the in boundaries. this pit yeah it's right.
1: dangerous the, that's the fence
2: it. is barbed wire it has barbed wire <laughs> on it so you will, you, you will get caught.
1: but exactly. here's some bolt cutters like.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly it's it's teaching people like this is what i need And it's not so much – and another trigger around the word boundaries is that there might be discipline involved or, you know, you get in trouble. And it's not about that either. It just means that if a boundary isn't met, then that relationship and the dynamic of the relationship might shift and change. And it might not be as deep or as enriching as it could be because boundaries enrich our relationships and it's purely they don't have to be these big ones either they can be really really simple ones um and it's with any relationship but in the context here of romantic relationships it could be things like things like i just i need to make sure that i'm wrapping up for bed at nine o'clock yes Mm. you know and and Like, this is what I need. So I'm not going to be responding to messages after that. Just so you know. And then if the other person, like, they then have a choice of, like, getting really cranky at that, like, or if they're messaging after nine o'clock and not getting a reply, they're like, you know, they might have their reaction or they can go, oh, cool. Now I know what it is that you need rather than being messaging and then being the person wondering like, oh, I know that you have to get up early in the morning, but do you need to go to bed? Should I let you go to bed? Oh, but I really want to keep talking to you. Or but they didn't what do you respond need? to me and or now the- I'm... Yeah, exactly. So there's so much energy that goes into and it's not fair on the person, but it's also, it's just an opportunity to be like, hey, you don't need to put in this energy because I'm going to take care of my needs. So it's responsibility two and four, which is a really, really powerful thing because we are responsible to how we show up or how we express our needs slash boundaries or what we ask for or, you know, whatever it is, right? We are responsible for our voice mm-hmm. in this instance. We are not responsible. So we're responsible to that in how we show up, but we're not responsible for how the other person reacts or responds to that yeah. or what they do with that information we can just know that this is my boundary, this is my fence line, this is my yard. I'm going to tend to it. Oh, look at that beautiful green grass. Look at that like amazing tree. And then if the other person sort of goes, well, I need you to be messaging me at 1030. Like this is Mm. a basic example, but I need you to be messaging me at 1030. Otherwise, you don't love me. Yeah. Then the person who set that boundary can make it a, a more qualified decision of, hmm, What is this relationship? Like, is Mm, this the kind of relationship I want to experience? So that's a very basic basic example. Um, Boundaries can show up and, like, sneak up on you even if you think that you are really good with them. (laughs) It can, like, they can take you by surprise. Um, But a lot of it is really around self-respect and... Self-respect is a funny one because it's not about like the hard and fast, like pushing people away and going, no, I like, you know, the, the hard energy of it, it really is just about, oh, I'm taking care of my needs. So one time, one person I was dating, uh, I kind of, it wasn't even a slap in the face moment. It was really a punch in the gut because I have always prided myself on being someone who has self-respect, but this was pre-understanding boundaries or even knowing the word boundaries in this context either and i was just in the mode of okay how can i make this work how can i make this work and not taking care of myself or my like my own experience of that dysfunctional version of a relationship Mm. and he turned around and said to me is like where like and he said it i think with like a sense of love but like it was like where where is your self-respect and i'm like oh what what
1: but that's, me? that's like a, that feels like a judgment call too, because you yeah. can be like, I have self respect, and you're telling me that I don't. It
0: yeah, so judging. there was dysfunction. That's that's, <laughs> on both that's sides. his
1: view of what your self respect should be, which yeah. is very different from.
0: But it was also like in retrospect, like hindsight is that beautiful thing. Yes. In hindsight, this was like years ago. This was a very long time ago now. But um, in hindsight, I can look back now, out of that activated place of excuse me you're not telling me I don't have self-respect. I have so much self-respect and look back and go, oh, but I wasn't showing it by saying, hey, this isn't okay with me. Mm. This experience of this, how you're showing up in this way that doesn't respect my time or the efforts that I put in or whatever it was, this is not okay with me. Instead, I kind of just like laid down the welcome mat and said, hey, whenever you can, just come in. Yeah. So it was – like that was like why it was like that punch in the gut because in every other aspect, I was like, yeah, I do have self-respect. Like I do care about myself, but like on the deeper layer, it was prioritizing the experience of it over the having it. Mm. And that's why boundaries can be so challenging to set as well because they can be confronting. Or the biggest, like the scariest thing is, um, is like what happens if – I set this boundary. Mm. What if, like all of the what ifs that come with it, like, oh, if I set this boundary and express this need, what if they don't meet it? Mm. Or what if they say no? Or like, what if it's too much? Like too much is one of my favorite things as well. Like what if it's too much to ask and they don't like want to meet that? It's like, well, then it's just not a match. But Mm. there's so much fear that can play, like that can show up in in setting those boundaries. because it's
1: one of those things, isn't it, where if you don't address it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So if you don't, (laughs) it's that head in the sand mentality where some people are just willing not to set the boundary and ask the question in the hope that they can move the boundary without the Uh other person knowing. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh,
0: maybe it's not a hard boundary. Maybe I can just... And then the person
1: wakes up and is like, why would you move my fence line like five (laughs) metres? What?
2: That's right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This this isn't even my yard Yeah.
1: Like. why is there a giant chasm that was in your <laughs> yard before that's now in mine what yeah
0: and that's that's actually a great analogy because it is then that responsibility to and for it's like i'm not taking care of your giant chasm that's your shit yeah. to deal with. <laughs> like, what i don't have the tools for this no it's not my thing no like th- take it back like <sighs>
1: if you want to put it in no man's land we can both try and fill it in but great, don't put yeah. this on my yeah yeah So I guess one question I kind of want to ask about these kinds of boundaries is when you set the boundaries with people um, and say, this is what I need, how do you battle somebody who's going to turn around and tell you that's selfish?
0: Yeah, so... Keyword there is battle that you've used. Yes, yeah. I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to. Yeah, <laughs> but it's interesting that it shows up. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, no. It's it's a good example because like sometimes it can feel like a battle.
1: I get defensive automatically when I'm about to lay down a boundary that someone's going to fight me on it.
0: Yeah, and like I kind of picked up on that when you were talking about your hard boundaries because it was all about the safe space. I'm like this is what I like, you know. Like, yeah. And I think. What it is, is coming from a place of how you... So we get back to that wonderful topic of communication again. How you communicate it. Mm. So I feel like we all know, but we all kind of don't know sometimes of like when something's up. Instead of going like, you do this and rah, rah, rah. You bring it back and go, I'm feeling this about what you said. So it's not saying you said this and this is what it meant. Because that's your story of what it meant. It could be like, I'm feeling... Like, you're not taking into account my needs, or I'm feeling like you're not prior, like, you know, like you're not seeing me or you're not hearing me, or like whatever your feeling is around it. So, you can come at that point because that removes the battle Mm. because, like, because then it's not this accusation. It's a like, because no one can argue with your feelings.
1: Yeah, you'd be surprised. No one can. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I've had people argue with my feelings, but like, no one can, like, no one can really legitimately argue when you express yourself and say i'm feeling this right now yeah and it could like and then you're taking ownership of your experience so that's really empowering in itself it takes it off them but it's this expression so if that if you've said hey like what would be a a boundary that could be a selfish battle worthy boundary um well, even
1: going back to, so this is what I've experienced before, right? In the when when I went into my talking about my hard boundaries and argument styles. Mm. So I have previously expressed to previous partners and gone. I'm a very anxious person, so if you start an argument and then you don't want to finish it or you need space for a couple of days mm-hmm. before you can address me, I'm going to sit there and like pick a hole in whatever I'm wearing and like rock back and forth until I said so in one of my I've expressed to them I said look I need for us to at least reach an accord before we go to bed even if we don't and I've had people go "Um, well that's stupid and you shouldn't feel like that people need space. Okay
0: great example I'm there with you on like the picking a hole committee Um, (laughs) (laughs) because like personally this I'll, I'll own it but personally I feel like that's a dick move on the other person's part if they're going to um
1: but then that's their need. So if they go, I need space to think and cool down and whatever. Yeah. So am I shitting over their need by telling my need? No. No,
0: because you're just expressing your need. Yeah. And sometimes the boundary can't be met, but it's the reaction that you're looking at. It's not, yeah. it's not in this instance, I would say, I mean, obviously there's lots of different details that could go into it, but if they're saying I need space and you're saying, okay, I need to know that we can actually reach some kind of a chord. So that way, like... It's not just left in this big gaping chasm. Yeah. Is there somewhere we can meet in the middle? It's their reaction to that that will tell you everything. So if they turn around and go, no, that's selfish, you're being a whatever. Well, yeah, they.
1: I've had in the past people say, um, well, you're not listening to my needs. And then because I'm the empath, I go, oh, okay, let's yeah, listen I to hear. your
0: needs. Let's, <laughs>
1: let's ignore mine because clearly <laughs> yours are important and I'm such a horrible person for ignoring your needs.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. No. I feel, like, I feel like we're the same in a way. Did like, we just pick up best friends. I think so. I think, I think so. <laughs> but like it is, it's I it comes down to so they may be in act in an activated place. But it's it I think it really does come down to that reaction in response. So mm. um one of my favorite relationships, the one that feels healthiest and most loving that I've ever been in was... The balance between the two I didn't get a reaction for saying That my needs were opposite It was like a Okay, well let's just talk about this mm. for a moment
1: That's awesome
0: Yeah, and like It kind of like blew my mind i like, oh
1: this, this is oh. this is a oh my, my needs are valid and wow. there's our two we can figure this Thanks out so
0: much like it was just like the okay and then it suddenly becomes easier to give him the space yeah so actually like, that's right it would because you both understand yeah. each other because you've been heard yeah. so like someone just saying or even you saying to someone saying like oh i hear you what and feeding back the needs so it comes down to that conscious listening as well it's not just listening to respond it's listening to understand So if you can both meet in that place, even if your needs are opposing in that activated moment, that is huge. So if both of you are in some way able to go, okay, I hear that, Elizabeth, I hear that your needs are, you need to not feel abandoned in the middle of this argument and you want to reach some kind of accord. I hear you. My needs are, and you could return that and be like, I hear that your needs, that you need space because this is how you process. It can then be a conversation and an agreement as like as brief as possible for that person, or whatever it is going. Okay, what's the middle ground? Is like, is there a time limit to the space? Are we able to message about other things in the meantime? Yeah. What is that space? Or can mean? you just
1: yeah, like a good compromise would be like as long as you can say, I think like we're okay. I yeah. Just
0: need like, to, are just we are we inherently word. okay? Yes. It's yeah. the reassurance, right? Especially for the for the anxious yeah. noise that can. happen And then I'd and then I'd feel better
1: at giving them the space that they need because I know that all of the worst shit that's going. On in my head is not going to come yes. true
0: it's all the stories that you're telling yourself yeah but it- you also know that they've heard that and you can then I was gonna say you can trust but like you can see you know like if they've heard that and gone okay cool yes inherently we're okay but I just need to go through my process and maybe I'm also dealing with a lot at work so it's not personal mm. I just need a bit of space for me then it's so much easier to be like okay whew, Ooh, yeah, cool. Okay, this Negotiating is still going to suck that a little physical for me. boundary
1: line so that you don't wake up and it's somewhere else. You both work at putting it where it is. Yes,
2: and is it? Is it yes, yes. Would it be fair to say that it, you're not compromising on the argument or the the, uh, the conversation? You're, mm. you're compromising to get to a point where you're both on the same ground, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the that's the point. That you're is, going to have the conversation on the same platform. Yes, yeah. yeah.
0: And it's the intention of if you're both really in it together, and this, this is why these things are so telling in relationships as well, because if you both are really in it together, you will try to come at that from the same place. Mm. Like you will try to come at that argument or that disagreement from a position of, okay, how can we reach some kind of resolution without feeling like either of us have had to like deeply compromise our core values you know like it's like we're we're looking at this from a place of let's reach a resolution not from a place of you're wrong i'm right let's just argue until it becomes unbearable it's yeah. a, it's a bit in-
2: um it's a bit uh, flower wishy washy uh, reasoning but there is a sort of uh, good piece of uh dating advice that we've we've heard before, which is it's you two versus the problem mm-hmm. and yes. and that's yeah. oversimplifies it when you're there's all yeah. in an argument there's all different factors and layers to bring in and consider, yeah, but it should be a, that's the point it should be you two versus the problem, not mm-hmm. not one of not you two it's not a tennis match yeah uh, you're not hitting yeah. you're not versing each exactly. other you it, and it's, it's, it's a doubles
0: and the most. Cared about and loved that I've ever felt was when like if they've got their own shit going on, whether it's got to do with me or us or something totally different, and they just need that space, when I've been able to say, Okay, cool, like and I own my reactions, so even if it's not explicitly a boundary and like until a further point down that conversation, but if it's like a okay, well, okay, right now I'm feeling activated by this space or this distance and i recognize that you need this so you're validating what they need also Mm. but you're also expressing like right now this is what i'm feeling about it it's likely got to do with my (laughs) history or all of those stories you know and i'm working on that but i just need you to know that that's what's going on for me a little bit in my head right now Um, And that's a great example because I know a lot of people experience that. I experienced that and it, it gets, it's one of those things, it really gets easier with practice, but it doesn't necessarily go away. But again, when you start to have those conversations, you start to see who is really on your team and who is willing to like, when they turn around and say something like, okay, cool. And then even though they may be busy, for example, like if they've got this huge work thing on or something like that, they still do little things that, show you that they're trying to show up in the best way that they can so you still feel that yeah so it like can you like I can almost feel that softening even just talking about it versus the the battle the battle yeah (laughs) (laughs) so like I'm putting on my armor to tell you something I need yeah Uh, and it can feel like we really want to put on the armor because that's how we feel safe and that's how we feel protected but it is like doing things that feel safe like you don't want to jar your nervous system either and throw yourself Mm. into the situation if you're going to be like fully activated but um you know like you can you can still another one of like a quote or a saying or what uh, a thing that i love is like speak even if your voice shakes yes
2: right be heard. Yeah.
0: Be heard, ask, ask, and express. Sometimes it's not even asking for something. It's just letting them know what's mm. going on for you so then they can be aware of it because then it's not the guess game either. Yeah. Look, another revelation I'm just having I right now <laughs> <laughs> is that if you feel like you
1: have to put on armour before telling somebody what a boundary is, it's probably a bad match. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, it could be that. It depends or on why baggage, baggage, Or your yeah the stories that you tell yourself so it could be like it could be either or or both Mm. um it could be that this person has made you feel that way like in the past or before Mm. and if they have then yes you're absolutely right it's probably a bad match probably not for you yes if you need something different um or it could be the recognition of oh in the past I've had to like there's been this armor because it's been a bad reaction Mm. that when I've expressed a need and then I've I've had to hold it anyway like I've had to hold their reaction as well as my need that's ultimately unmet Um, okay so that's a story that has nothing to do with you I can recognize this is that person that's that person you can even name the armor that's so and so's armor Mm. like look you have that and I'm gonna be shit scared and I'm gonna maybe say that I'm shit scared and I'm super nervous and like you might hear that shaking in my voice but I'm going to like almost like giving them a clean slate to see what their real reaction is Mm -hmm. rather than layering the armor over and sometimes like one of my things in the past is like expressing my needs and I literally lose my voice like not Mm. in the sense of like when you're sick you lose it but I just I cannot find the words and you wouldn't believe it because of how much I talk about communication and you know like how much I talk but when it has come to that in the past it's been those moments where I've just been like I don't know the words and it's been so frustrating for them and the most recent time I did like it happened it had been after like a few years so I'm like oh cool I'm better <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> go and then it happens and it was a really important conversation to me and a really important person to me and, and I sat there like we'd gone out to dinner and I sat there and and he said he's like it's really like it's really frustrating that you're not like just saying what it whatever it is you're trying to say and I'm like, I know and I I owned it I was able to like step outside of it and go okay Yes, I recognize how frustrating it is. And then instead of saying, like talking about it straight up, I sort of went in to go and started sharing like, okay, my mind is got like explaining what's actually going on. My mind is going all over the place and I feel really nervous bringing this up because it's just a lot and that's what's actually going on for me. So I almost stepped outside and from the like observer's perspective shared what was going on and that helped to that's, like break it down. I really like that because
1: a lot of the time you can be sitting there having all of this inner turmoil and I know that it sounds so simplistic to just say communicate it but it really is... Telling somebody exactly where you're at in times of trouble is can only help. Yeah. Like, And even if it makes the other person, if they're a dick, like go, oh, well, you know, like if, if you explain that it's a mental health problem going mm. with your boundary and they turn around and go, well, sort your fucking mental health out or come after your mental health, then you've... Identified an incompatible value yes. and an incompatible boundary, which may feel like a loss, mm-hmm. but is a win. It's in all the data. Long run. It's yeah. all data
2: to note to use going forward. It's all yes. science. Just and take the data and, that's and exactly use it. And it can
1: it. make you feel better for opening up about something that you previously mm. struggled with before. Yeah, right? and the more
0: you use a voice, the easier it gets. Like now, I'm worlds ahead of where I was. Five ten 10 years ago. Yeah.
1: I never used to talk about mental health and we talk about it all the time and on it, this podcast. Yeah. now. I, I never used daily. to tell people when I first got medicated, I never told anybody for about eight or nine months until I was like, you know, actually, by the way, yeah. it's better to talk about this because then when you're having, I use, I call them, I call them pit days or whole days. Mm-hmm. Like when you're in the hole, you can just tell somebody I'm having a whole day and you don't have to mm. explain anything more than that because mm. you've already offered up part of yeah. who you
0: are. Yeah and with boundaries I feel like it's really important to like talk about what happens once you do set a boundary because there's two things with this like some of the fear of like having those conversations is what's their reaction going to be and then sometimes the fear is what if I lose them Mm. and so this next advice is equally helpful and as as it is the cause of that fear so it depends but like it I find it's generally helpful because i've already made the decision to figure out what happens if that person can't meet that boundary or that need. yes right yeah and that can be so you can see how like that could almost be the fear because it's like well i know that if this person can't meet that boundary once i express it i already know that this relationship ends you've opened the pandora's box yeah so it's like oh that's scary but it also makes it so much easier because Mm. sometimes we'll set boundaries or we'll communicate communicate a need it's not really met and then we're like what what do I do? Like you're kind of like floundering because you're like, what, it's like what do Tom I do It's like Tom said. It's the data. If yeah. if if yes. you
1: express it
0: and you put it in here, and all of a sudden you get an error flashing yeah. over this area of the screen, then. You and know. It, yeah, and it may not be that the relationship ends, it might just be like that it changes. Yeah. That it shifts. And look,
1: mm. if you go and you change the parameters of that particular data set, then you might not have the error anymore mm-hmm. without having exactly. to scrap the whole project. This is a full of metaphors episode yes. everybody. Isn't I'm imagining like fields with like boundaries and then knights <laughs> with armor and then some nerd sitting in the corner with a computer. And like a giant chasms, <laughs> yeah. The middle. Big chasms, trees with falling branches. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and another thing is also So like when to set the boundary. Sometimes it'll come up and you won't really realize it until it happens. You're like, oh okay, there it is. Okay, now I have to address it. But if you know that there is something that you need if someone's already displaying some kind of poor behavior or they have had a history of that in the past Mm. and you need to like talk to them about something and you need something from like, you know, like maybe it's like I don't need advice. I need you to just hear me. Um, you can go in and set that boundary from the get-go also like in that particular conversation so it can be like okay so this person is maybe it's like yeah they've spoken to me awfully before and I need to let them know like people won't know your boundaries unless you tell them yeah which is a really important thing so like when you go in you need to sort of go okay I want to have this conversation with you but it's important to me that you know that if like that I just need to be heard, but if this behavior continues, then I can't stay in this. Yeah. And then you can then determine what you do from that after the fact. But like that's part of the expressing it yeah. as well.
1: There's I've got a Similar story that matches up with that a bit Is that I've got a uh, I've just realised God I just remember (laughs) things Like I have a hard boundary That I express to people When I start dating them And it's one that So I And it's not based on any new person But I've said to several Boyfriends in the past I've been cheated on a lot So if you get to the point in this relationship where you feel like you want to cheat on me, I would prefer that you phone me up and dump me on the spot, and yeah. it seemed to come out of the blue, and then go and fuck that other person, than the the deception. Then, yep. Like mm-hmm. honestly, I would be more if 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 you know, and you know, they say sure, and then they do it anyway. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> it's the fact that like it's it's you know a hard it's a hard boundary for me, and that's one of the ones that doesn't come up spontaneously. It's something mm. that I need to set in place because people need to know that here is here is my baggage and I acknowledge that this may weigh on the decisions and, mm. and way that I act in a relationship. But from you, if you are tempted, please just text dump me and yeah, then just have sex end with some, it. End it. Yeah. End it and break my heart rather than lie to me.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's a good like that's like, you know, when you have conversations and I like I recommend, but, like, I also, you know, you hear other more relationship experts recommend it as well. Like, have the conversation within the first few dates if Mm. it's, you know, if it's set up in that way of this is, you know, like I'm here to be in a relationship rather than just having fun or something casual. Like, have that conversation of what that means. The other point that feels useful to bring that up, because I have stepped into that (laughs) – myself is like if you have the fear of someone cheating and you've set like clearly set the boundary because it helps you step away from the control but also know that you can't control what they will really do anyway yes so whatever the boundary is whether it's i can cheating or take otherwise. better control over my response and stop <laughs> taking them back to prove that my boundaries exactly. mean nothing yes. Yes. <laughs> yes so like you could have like set that boundary which is which is so great to do but if you. I just fucking ignored
1: it when it happened. Mm. I just ignored that I'd set the boundary in the first place because I yeah. said, I'll be out the door if you do this. And then I was like, maybe we can work on it.
0: Yeah, it's all. I, again, besties. <sighs> but like, it's. <laughs> that's not on the record. No, it's not <laughs> actually real. <laughs> but like, it is like a. You can't then be hyper vigilant and try to control no. and like check who they're following on. Like, Instagram or who's following them or like you know being in that hyper vigilant mode. That goes with it's
1: that goes with what you said before about like it's not your job to police their response. You've Mm -hmm. let your boundary be known and they need to either meet it. Or not, but yeah. you don't need to monitor whether they're meeting it or not. Exactly, yeah. because
0: that's a, like that's a step into like the unhealthy version of a relationship anyway. Yeah. So it is. It's like you don't the the purpose of setting the boundary, and especially in that kind of instance where it's quite large and very important, is um, is so that you don't have to monitor and control. Mm. And it's also so that they know the score, so they can consciously, if they end up do like if they do end up cheating, then they can go. Like they know what the response will be, but boundaries are also only met. So boundaries are only met when they're known, mm-hmm. and boundaries are only met or respected if you keep them. Yes, yes, I ran and into, and that's a royal you, me yeah. included. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's uh, something you just said will uh, will set me off. Um, you no, know, people need to know that the boundaries are there. Basically, is mm-hmm. what you said, and I I ran into this recently in social in social setting. And for the longest time I've found myself being sort of frustrated with uh with socializing because I'm an introvert mm. and uh ninety-five percent of the people I know because creatives are extroverts. All right. And I fi- I had to sit down and explain to a group to a group of people, a group of extroverts, what it's like to be an introvert. Be- and because and talking about those boundaries, the boundaries I need that I could They get they drag an introvert out Mm. into the world again and again and again, and all the introvert wants to do is go home and and uh, and disappear and be quiet. And I found myself being frustrated because in my mind I was being viewed as negative or uh, wanting to hide from the world or uh, disinterested in seeing friends. But I had to lay it out on the uh, explain. No, it's it's energy. It's I'm I'm exhausted. It's not. And so the. The extroverts I was talking with were like, "Oh, we had no we have no idea that that's a thing in the world because they're yeah e- you yeah, just seem like they, grumpy
1: old grandpa who doesn't want to go out. when yeah, realistic you need to recharge by being at home. Yeah,
2: you 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 guys are exhausting me by sitting yes. here going uh, having a coffee. So the, so my fr- so I was frustrated for a long time until I put up the showed them where the boundary was of hey I, I can't. I can't be out after ten. <laughs> with yeah. I'm with, I'm I with be, you for sure. I need to be yeah. at home uh, <laughs> uh, by myself, worrying. But that's, um,
1: but that's quite funny because you don't realize that you haven't set a boundary sometimes yes. when you find yourself getting so fucking frustrated with other people, and then you're like, "Hang on a minute, they don't know what my yeah, expectations are." Yeah, they have no, are. they have no yes. idea that what? there's a and haven't an done issue. this crucial life step. Yeah,
0: and resentment is a really like clear signal that you haven't, you either haven't expressed a boundary. Mm or you're not meeting it yourself like if you've expressed it but then you're not keeping it like because i i agree like i've had coffee with friends as well like and i've and this is this particular friend was is super extroverted and and i am not like i love to have a good chat but like I, i not on her level like not at that like social level and we caught up so like I kind of said, oh, let's catch up for breakfast. So it's like just us two rather than a yes, whole group of people right. that I don't know. And like I don't know what's happening.
2: And when people ask, how was your quarantine? I say,
0: fantastic. It was <laughs> great. I
2: didn't go anywhere see anyone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so like I sort of said, oh, let's catch up for breakfast. So like I initiated, mm. but also like in a way that worked for me. And then while we're at breakfast, like she's like, oh, you know, you should come and like on the rooftop and like Look down at the footy or whatever it was. I'm like that would be fun, but I'm like, and also I said that sounds really fun. And there are times that that would be fun. I said, but just so you know, like if I ever say no, and mm. I probably will, it's, it's got nothing to do with whether or not I want to spend time with you. It's just got everything to do with like just where my energy's at.
2: So that's kind of my lesson learned. It was mm. a recent lesson I've picked up of no, you've got to explain your position your to, to to the world because yeah. uh, you're an you're an outlier in the in the in the circles you choose. Yeah. Um, You you can't just assume that. And you can't
0: assume like, and it's the worst thing is, is assuming that like, or getting cranky or angry or pissed off at someone for not doing what it is that you need when like, when you haven't expressed that. This Mm. is, this is what I was going to say is my biggest lesson learned so
1: far is when you said resentment is a clear signal that you haven't expressed yourself properly. And that's not, like I constantly find myself getting frustrated at people and look, to be honest, there are a few occasions where I'm resentful just because they're not doing basic human dignity stuff. Yeah, like there's and a that's, balance, right? that's, <laughs> that's not an excuse. That's not me not expressing myself. It's them being a shit human. But if it's, a, if it's anything to do with the way that they relate to me and I haven't, express that and I find myself getting cranky I'm going to make an effort now Mm. to actually go hey I'm just um, addressing this because I've noticed it happening and it's been making me a little I've been feeling really kind of sidelined or upset because I've got a I've got a couple of friends at the moment who um, I've been getting so frustrated that they only contact me when they want something Mm. And I think that's a shitty thing to do. But also, I haven't actually kind of gone, "Hey, this is a behavior that I'm noticing. Do you know that you're doing it?" Mm. Yeah. And then give them that option to rectify. And if they don't, then that's a clear signal that that's not a relationship uh-huh. worth
0: keeping. And we swing back to the uncomfortable conversations because yes. that can be uncomfortable. Another thing with the resentment, though, that you said, like where it's just basic human behavior, like you know, like baseline, yeah. and they're not doing it. That's you not meeting your own boundaries so that resentment's coming from god like, damn mm-hmm. it like, yes. hi coaching with jester <laughs> i'm not meeting my so own <laughs> boundaries for minimum <laughs> but that's the slap in the face like that was my punch <sighs> in the gut moment <sighs> yeah. about yeah. my self-respect i'm like oh as if and then like internally i'm like what <laughs> oh, i'm
1: allowing <laughs> no, this to happen i'm allowing it i have a sneaky <sighs>
2: suspicion i won't be the only one going forward who will what who will be aware now of Am I uh, am I being unfair in mm. my simmering resentment yeah. and yes. my quiet? My, why and haven't you done the things that I haven't told yeah. you about? You know? And if we, <laughs> if we focus on our
0: relationships from that perspective of how can I help them be successful in relationship with me? And believe me, once you start speaking in that language, the other person will pick up on it. Yeah, if they give a shit, they will pick up on it. Again. Like I've had that return to me. They're like, oh, I just need downtime because I've had this. I'm like, great, now I know what you need and I can honour that for you. Thank you. Like yeah. it means that I can't talk to you right now. Like I'd love to, but, you know, like you need this and cool. Okay, bye. I did a very
1: literal version of all this with one of my
0: exes is that he kept buying me the
1: worst presents. Like they were the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, no. one year in, oct- I think it was in about October, like before Christmas, I just thought, well, how the hell is he meant to know? Mm. And so I, I, rather than saying I want this, this, and this I just said here are things I love here is what size I am in everything that you could possibly need to know what size I am here's the type of books I read here's the mm. type of clothes I like here's the type of jewelry I like here's the type of fun experiences I would like to go on so I didn't want to be prescriptive but I also wanted to go because I also he was also a little bit Asperger's um, and. Uh, He really appreciated that, and I got the greatest presence ever because he would take that guideline and then put extra thought into it. Like, and I don't, I think sometimes we feel like that's ruining the romance, but you do owe somebody a how-to guide to you when you get into a relationship with them, I think.
0: People are not mind readers, nor should they be. No. Like, they do not have to be mind readers. And by expecting people to be able to read our mind and go, why don't they just know what I'm thinking or know what I need? Like, some people are perceptive, sure, and, like, Mm. start to anticipate it. But it's also, like, you need to – oh, that's another one as well. You need to, like, if someone's expressed a need – don't sit there and tell them otherwise. Yeah. Don't sit there and tell them like, no, no, you need this. It's like, oh, like, because that's disrespectful, like totally anyway. Absolutely. So that's the yeah. flip side as well. But like we shouldn't be leaving, like putting the onus on other people to understand us when like how they get to know us is through those conversations, is through those, hey, these are things that I love, all of those things. So like you can see how the energy from this whole conversation is started at like oh it's a battle and it's Mm. scary like i just like that word yeah that's (laughs) fine (laughs) but like you know it's and like rah and it's got this softness now of oh it's actually like how do we move forward together rather than like what you said tom like instead of like hitting the tennis ball and be like that's yours no that's yours (laughs) it's like oh how do we actually like go towards the same goal make it a soccer match instead and we're on the same team Great. Sports analogies. Love what? it. Oh, now we've got sports into <laughs> yeah. it. I, th- I threw you one out and you, you, you were gamely picked,
2: it, picked so up around.
1: before RAM. we wrap up, wrap up, I can't word now, um, <laughs> any final lessons that we want to talk about? Any lessons learned from Jess, Tom, or have we covered I think, it mostly? I think
2: I ad- articulated mine before. My personal one is, is identify uh, – don't simmer in silence that uh, someone isn't uh, meeting your requirements or you, – or, or your boundaries, uh, you need to inform. You need to tell them, and you need to you need to let the world know who you are and what you, what you need. That's yeah. basically that's probably my takeaway from it. I don't know if you have a different one, Liz.
1: Um, not quite different, but similar but different, um, is mostly that the setting of the boundary, if you're scared to actually say something, that you'll lose someone. Losing somebody who won't meet your boundary isn't really a loss. Yes, lock, that's right. Um, or who won't even at least negotiate or honour your needs or at least acknowledge your needs. Mm. So I think being really scared that you're going to lose someone if you express something that you desperately need, you're either going to go your entire life going without your needs being met or you're going to figure out this person isn't the person for you and then you've got more time to find a person who is for you. Absolutely. So that's my little lesson, Jess. Thank you so much for an amazingly Absolutely. enlightening conversation yet again. My pleasure. I bloody love having revelations <laughs> mid-conversation that also make me go, "Oh, I've been an asshole too." <laughs>
2: yes, this, what
1: this episode
2: <laughs> is already feeling like this—the end of last episode where. I have a feeling that for the next few hours, few days, that this talk will stay with me and resonate yes. uh, for it and I, uh, for me. And I think it. I think will I'm going to listen
1: back too. Yeah, it'll percolate.
2: I, yes, and I, I assume it will for everyone listening at home as well. Um, just the, the little lessons that you can, you
1: and
0: can start tweak in and start small. Life. Like take it easy on yourself. Don't yeah. feel like you have to like jump straight into it. Just little little steps, baby steps. Amazing. Well, look, if you'd like to
1: be a guest on Ghosts of Boyfriends Past, if you either have something that you're an expert that you'd like to talk about, or you would like to talk about a story of when love was a complete asshole to you and, and we can all laugh about it together, you can write to us at ghosts of boyfriends past at gmail.com, or you can go to that'snotcanon.com forward slash ghosts of boyfriends past. We're on all the social medias. We also have a special little group called Ghosts of Boyfriends Past Group Therapy um, where people can like, ask questions, post memes. Sometimes I'll jump on and ask a question if I need some good stuff for minisodes. So you've got a really good chance of your stuff being read out on air by your favourite podcasters, me and Tom. I don't know why my voice got really high then. Maybe I'm self-conscious about the (laughs) fact that we're not your favourite podcasters. (laughs) All right, so Tom, thank you.
2: No, the Liz, thank you. Jess,
1: thank you. Thank you both. And um, I'll try when I resent somebody next time. I'm gonna give good thought. Maybe it's my fault. (laughs) (laughs)
0: hello i hope you enjoyed slash are enjoying slash will enjoy whatever podcast i'm in right now Once you're finished with it, why not pop on over to Broadway and Other Kiwi Dreams, a podcast exploring the lives and minds of theatre practitioners in and around the New Zealand performing arts industry. Join me, James Shearer, in a deep dive into what makes this industry tick. You'll hear conversations with some of the top names in the Aotearoa performing arts scene and beyond, from the up-and-coming to the big Shorty Street stars. So, if you're into the performing arts, come on over to Broadway and Other Kiwi Dreams, because no two journeys are the same. And wherever you are on yours, I hope we can inspire you to soldier on and keep following your Kiwi
2: dreams. Oh, that's Not Kind of Productions podcast.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to Quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns.